and welcome to In the Green Zoom, bringing you comedians backstage from their bedrooms. Oh, every time. Just, it feels salacious to say it. Are we overplaying our hand? Yes, some of us are in our garages. I'm Paul Danke. Thanks for joining us. We've got a wonderful show this week, a nice, intimate affair. We just got a handful of our In the Green Zoom cast members on this week. Gareth Reynolds, Maggie May, and Chris Fairbanks are all here with me and our very special guest this week. She put out a new book during the pandemic, Brave Hero. It's called Little Miss Little Compton. She hosts a podcast called Will You Accept This Rose on iHeartRadio. She's on Insatiable on Netflix. She is one busy person, and we're so glad that she could drop by in the green Zoom. Please welcome Arden Marine. Really glad to have her on. I've known Arden for a long time. I used to host a great show in Hollywood called What's Up, Tiger Lily. It's a show that was around for a very long time. So at the Gower Gulch in this restaurant, it was fantastic. And Arden would perform there often. Just a great comedian, really wonderful, just a wonderful presence. Uh, it's so great to have on a comic like Arden, who I have known for such a long time, but not we're not very close. So this was, it was nice to learn a little bit more about, about each other. And as comics always do, we of course had to talk about everybody's early days in Los Angeles comedy. You can tell a lot about a person about the time, <laughs> about the time uh, in comedy history that they made their way to Los Angeles, and the people that you meet along the way are, you know, one of our favorite topics of conversation. And another great subject that I'm really glad that we get into, and I know it's kind of on everybody's mind because we're all a little bit anxious as the world continues to open itself back up. We talk re-entry strategies, and I'm thinking you're gonna be glad we did. Get out a notepad and paper and get ready to jot down some juicy little tidbits that are just going to make your re-entry that much better. Nothing could stop me from getting in there right now. That's all I want to do is head back into... Oh my God, look at that dog walker with all those puppies. Oh, they're so cute. Can I pet them? Can I pet them? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> little yappers too, huh? Oh, they're so cute. Hey, little guy. Oh, okay, little okay. cutie. Little sweetie pies. Oh. You ready? All right. Okay. That's enough. All right. Hey, get on. Hey, that's enough, sweetheart. I'm not taking anybody home. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks. Wow. I wasn't Bye. expecting that. That was, whew, you know, really, they get you jacked up, puppies. It's the, you know, they're, they effervesce puppiness. It's truly spectacular. Wow. Am I Twitter painted? Do puppies get me nuts? You bet they do. All right. I got to. We got it. We better head into the green zoom. Easy, we're live. <laughs> yes, we're live. Welcome to in the green zoom. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're already having a great time. We've got a great guest on this week's episode. Arden Marine is on the show. Give Hi. her. Hi guys. I wore the biggest headphones I could find to come participate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our, we were just talking about your setup. You do have one of the best setups, and we've seen, hey, gang, we've seen a lot of them. Oh, you've yeah. seen some setups. But this is the real deal. Thank you so much. I turned my garage into a podcast studio, and uh, and yeah, this is all, it's all, this is all soundproofing fabric and stuff, and then I have all my garbage from The Bachelor. I host a Bachelor podcast, and people have sent me all sorts of fun oh, trash, cool. which is fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I'm elegant. That's a real thinky podcast. A real, <laughs> real heavy hitty thinky one. Well, I love this year it was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was this year. That's true. I don't follow uh, The Bachelor. Why? Why was it thinky this year? What What happened? Well, they had the first Black Bachelor, and they completely screwed him over. I mean, they they were just just they they completely blew it. And then the host, the, 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 host, mean, the host, just, just. Was like man, mansplain racist, uh, just like yeah. truly they they had this gentleman, this lovely gentleman, this nice guy who'd never been on the franchise. And and they basically fixed him up with a lady that had been in like there was photos of her like a in a plantation. Part. I mean, truly, they couldn't oh. have gotten it worse. Oh, See, isn't that okay. just like that? We finally get a black killer. And then yeah. they fuck him over and do him like that. Yeah. I can't uh, believe. I mean, truly, uh, truly. No wonder he grew a beard. He was like, fuck this. No. Beard <laughs> His beard said it all. And he yeah. came out he like, afterwards. And he his- came back from combat. Yeah. His That's beard, so his beard had like a thousand stories to tell. Yeah, that, like yeah. this gorgeous guy that came out with like a Randy Quaid beard. I like the you know, the the men tell all afterwards, just full <laughs> full Randy Quaid beard. You're, oh, like, you're like, what is this poor, poor guy? guy. Is, it really, yeah. is it that big? It was not. He was for a bachelor. It was yeah. for us. It would be like. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah. on the road two weeks for a bachelor. Yes. It was like, what is happening? Yeah, he was a pretty clean cut guy. Right. This was a clean cut guy that went full Randy Quaid. <laughs> and, you know, I don't blame him. That was the right move. I mean, that's his his outside started to match his. It was like, what the fuck? You didn't. You done me dirty. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to attract anymore. Now he's now he's on a personal journey out in the woods. I don't well, know, Paul. He only got hotter. Yeah. He did only- Gareth, Gareth, Gareth loved him. He lost that <laughs> tail. I'm sorry, I need a five. <laughs> Take five. Take five. Yeah, look at pictures of this guy. Yeah, I, I really. That's him. I, I could. I have a whole calendar sent to me. Can you grab yeah, it? it down, or yeah, go get it. I'll go get bring it. it. Bring, I'll go bring it down. Oh, it's fully yeah, nude from the waist yeah. down. I know. It's amazing. Arden, don't get it. You the pants. <laughs> It's right down here. All right. All right. All right. Oh, that's hilarious. I'll show you some stuff. It's hard to tell the depth of that room. (laughs) I think it's bigger than I thought. Yeah, same. uh, Okay, so this is sort of the normal kind of a ding-dong that they have. This was Colt. This was sent to me. This was Colton Underwood. He was a virgin, and this is the book that he wrote. So this is, like, one of the, like, the... The kind of typical fare that they have. What he had to call it the first time. What a oh, nerd! The first time. <laughs> I know. I, the worst. I mean, the nerd honestly. trying to get into that Christian bookstore circuit. Yeah. How yeah. fast <laughs> those fantasy suites over? If he'd never had, I mean, that must have just been. He never. I don't even think he had them because the lady that he wanted left, and he was the dude that jumped the fence. And like he like jumped the fence in Portugal, oh. and, they, and they're like, "We got a runner! We got a runner!" Portugal. Oh, go! That's beautiful. Okay, so this is Matt James in like like early days when he's just doing the photo shoot, right? Yes, oh, sure. Like, but, but I don't. There's no beard. They did the whole calendar before before the Quaid beard arrived. Uh, they should have saved some shit for December. They should. I know. <laughs> the Santa Claus. End a year, yeah. just like it nogged out. 
Yeah. Beard. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah. And then this is a portrait of me with a really long neck uh, riding a llama on a dolphin. Oh, of course. Oh, so yeah. There we go. That's that something you asked for. You know, I will say Lauren Lapkus and I had to host, uh, we had to host like an art benefit virtually. And so we did a little, a bit as you do on the zoom things and we said that we'd both taken up painting and there was like a young lady that we who was an an actual artist and we both had to tell each other like what we wanted we both requested each other with really long necks riding a dolphin anything on earth we could have asked for (laughs) anything on earth and then they made me change mine so i gave her a giraffe a giraffe neck and she was in a convertible with Justin Bieber with the with a beaver body and it said Justin Bieber and then there was like anyway it wasn't that great but that <laughs> but that's what happened I got my I got a portrait that's these are so good you guys I'm crazy busy what a great year it's been such a thriving year for me such a good so good crazy busy great time I mean you know you're doing well when you get fan art Fan art. That's how it cray cray be. So good. I've been when it's on up. canvas like that, like they got canvas. That's they not just canvas. on that. It's not just yeah. a Photoshop Bro. job. No, no. This is like this is on canvas. Yeah. You know, they had to go to Hobby Lobby for that. That wasn't on a whim. Yeah. yeah. That was premeditated. Right. That trips, was premeditated. Two trips. Two trips. <laughs> two trips. They had to they had to support a Republican candidate to make that. They art. had That's, to. They had, had to. They no had other to. Way financially to get in that game no right? you have Unless, to yeah. if you it's want so to be an artist lobby lobby though <laughs> i just go once you can hey, you you can yeah. sure go to you jimmy can. john's while you're over there too support what did jimmy john's do i assume nothing good well <laughs> it, shockingly no not a great man <laughs> um but uh yeah he, he's one of those guys who likes to go hunt rhinos and fenced in and is like look what i caught and you're like did you or are you just yeah. like eric trump head who just put a lot of mail yes. on red yeah yes. like, like the trump, eric yeah. trump like eric trump exactly hot. like eric trump yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. it's an attractive quality hot yeah. yeah he shot a llama on a dolphin that's i mean <laughs> nature's magic nature's magic that's how that's that's the name of my uh self-titled album <laughs> That's my actual birth name is Nature's Magic. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Well, mm-hmm. why would you change that? The, the you know what? Name. It was too sexy. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get pigeonholed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how yeah. you do it. That's going to back into a corner. That's going to back into a corner. <laughs> not a good one. It's not, like, no. not a good one. Not a good no, one. They won't let you leave. That's the worst Mm-mm. part. No. I had a friend, had a friend in college who was a sweet person and he was a photographer and I went to his apartment and his stool at his desk was a, an elephant's foot mm. from the knee down. A real uh, one? Yeah. Yuck. And I couldn't, I was so shocked and yeah. I was young. I don't think I even cared about anything yet. But I was like, "Where is that real?" And he's like, "Yeah, my dad's like a he's a hunter, and he goes to Africa a lot." And I'm like, "But that's an elephant's foot. It oh. ruined our friendship. It should ruin your friendship." <laughs> but he was just, uh, you know, it was a gift from his dad. But he was sitting on it. He was yeah. sitting on it. <laughs> he was like, sure, I'll sit on this elephant from the knee down. Yeah. Oh, my- <laughs> That's fucked up, Dad, but this is very comfortable. Who no. knew it? Very comfortable. Like, 
nature's cushion. Yeah. Yes. It's even like a nature. pillow. It's so fluffy. Wow. It just breaks in like a bird cartilage in there. Disgusting. But if it's I nod terrible. off, it's because this is heaven. It's really cushy. I just. I don't know. If I go to. I haven't seen it. If I go over to someone's house and they tell me to just throw my jacket on the elephant foot, I'm, I don't like that. I just don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I go. I don't want to drink. No, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Yes, let's leave. <laughs> I went to in in Los Angeles when you first move here. If anybody's watching that does not live in Los Angeles, I don't know about you guys. I think particularly as a gal. I made some lady friend errors when I first moved here because I had some really fun friends like that I grew up. I just had fun, chill gals. And then I yeah. moved out here and I'm like, I had guy friends that were funny, but like I, I needed, you know, some girlfriends. And I remember I befriended a lady who seemed sweet, very sort of in it, like whatever. She was just like a nice lady. And she invited me to like, she had like 10 people to her house for a birthday party. I was like, all right, I'm trying to branch out. And I walked in and it was this beautiful house. And in the middle of the living room was a gynecology table <laughs> in the middle of the living room. Wow. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. What yes. the fuck is that? Like what? what the fuck? Like for decoration? I did Being not. Like supposed to be art please, or whatever? Please. I didn't know. I like I panicked and got really polite. And I was like, oh, you know, like, oh, like I just I think I was like 24. I think she was a dominatrix, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But at the time, like I didn't know about it. You know what I mean? At the time, I I was I I, I did not, I could not, there was no indication. That this lady, it did. There was no, you know, she was wearing like little cardigan sweater. It was just like, what is what? I mean, wow. it was like a lunch. It was midday, like a little cupcake party, and there was a full. We're doing finger table. foods on the gynecological <laughs> table. <laughs> Here's a yeah. cupcake, and it's handed to you in forceps. <laughs> That Make just that was her way of like coming out, letting y'all know I'm into freaky shit. Also, yeah. I, I think so. Here yeah, the gap. Yeah, do some shit on the side. Maggie, did you find that when you moved here? Did it like, or did you already have already your, your friends here from Austin? Um, I had a lot of people from. Uh, there were like, I want to say ten to fifteen people who moved here from Austin within a year span. Yeah. I moved yeah. here with like three or four people. So it was like, there was always a cadre of people That's good. around who had also just gotten here. That's good. Yeah. yeah gynecologists. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, this is just another way that it shows that the upper class have got their, their fists holding an ironclad on these on kinks. You, you didn't need to have a whole dungeon who can afford the force, the square yeah. footage for their sex yeah. dungeon. Yeah. I got to put I got to, I got a bachelor. Where's where's the table going? In the middle of the room. Middle of the room. Middle That's of the terrible. room. Mm-hmm. Have to do a Murphy gynecological table. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Very cumbersome. Like, did she just have the stirrups out and everything? Everything. Otherwise, it would just kind of look like a massage. T- you know what I mean? Yeah, like it would have uh, been. Yeah. It, the stirrups were the real giveaway. Yeah. Like <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh. Do you oh. ride your oh oh, oh. yeah the oh. stirrups the stirrups were the telltale sign that something was 
Mm-hmm. Just just new information. Yeah, it was just new, like yeah. it was because it was I didn't know anyone. You know, I only knew I I moved here for a job, so I only knew I I was twenty two. I literally only knew Dana Gould, Fred Savage. The guy that played Banya on Seinfeld, there was no gals. So that was the only people I knew. So I was like <laughs> trying to like make some girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And this was like my one That'll of my first you. outings. And I've yeah. never made a friend again. I have no <laughs> friends. I've never yeah. made one friend. Because no you friend. and Banya. You're like, Banya, do you want to come over again? Banya. Hey, I'm Banya. not running out. Yeah. I'm Banya. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Arda, that. You wrote about a lot of this stuff in your book. I did. Yeah, Your book, I did. Little Miss, Little Compton. Excuse is, me, when, this book? This book? Yeah, there it is. Hey, I did. It came out during the pandemic. Pando book, Little Baby Pando. Um, uh, yeah, I did. I did write about that in the book. It was, it was, uh, it was a very surreal thing to be, you know, I grew up in a town of 3,000 people, and then to be working with Kevin Arnold from Wonder Years. I remember Dana Gould used to say, like, if Fred forgot a line, he'd be like, what's the matter? Do you need, like, a Daniel Stern to hear, like, you know, to say a line for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very weird. It was very strange to have sort of moved into your, t- I mean, I don't know if you guys find this, but, like, when you're like, oh, my God, like, I get to do what I, you know, I couldn't believe I was on a soundstage and stuff like that. That's, where did you feed uh, Macaulay Culkin his lines? Is that what that was about? What's that? They did. Wait. Okay. Wait a minute. Daniel Stern was the voice guy on Wonder Years. Like, and that's when I knew Winnie Cooper just, was. Okay. Okay. I just put it together. I thought it was his other famous work with a child actor. He had to feed uh, lines to uh, Macaulay I, and. Uh, I bet he had the instincts to t- do his subtext. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. I didn't want to break that guy's face, but I realized my life was in total danger for me. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, enough. Sorry, sorry. My parents weren't coming home, and this was not working out for me. (laughs) You guys ate my pizza. I was so sore about it. (laughs) What part of town did you move into when you first came to L.A.? I moved into – I was up behind the Hollywood Bowl. I had this little tiny apartment. And like the, I lived there for a long time. It was really cute and it was super cheap. And that it was like a duplex. And it was this little apartment that I, I came with the house, like a house cat, like it sold four times while I lived there. <laughs> and then like the owners, I could, and there was no soundproofing. So I could hear all the new owners move in and like you'd hear either their relationship disintegrate, like, you know, <laughs> hear everything, you know, and then. I was the person that just, I would, like, they would come, like, drunk, come confess things, and then, like, they'd be gone, and then I'd come, and I'd get, like, another another landlord. That's where I lived. <laughs> so they would sell the house, but the, the back house was a rental, and you stayed in there? It was like it was like a house that had two floors, and the the owner's floor was the upper floor that was like kind of big, oh. and it was like built into the side of a hill. It's near that tower that has the elevator. Do you know, like up up Camrose? They, it was in a Hitchcock movie where there's there's all these buildings where you take an elevator to get to the. Wow. Anyway, I, was, I didn't take the elevator, but I, but there was a little tiny apartment that was like on downstairs from them. And I remember the there was one lady that was like so beautiful. And she I remember she would come hammered and talk to me. And I she'd already told me she was like 34 and she was crying and she was like, you know, 
fuck John. I fucking hate that guy. He should give me the house. I'm 27 years old. And I thought, oh my God, you're wasting my time. And you're like, no, you're not. You told me you're 34. I'm like, you're, like, you're 30. I don't care how old you're a lady, but like, you've told me to my face. I'm so 19, Arden. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> So yeah, that's where I'm. I mean, do you guys in your early time here in LA, did you do you like your first year or two here? Do you look back and it's like a blur when you first oh. is anybody from here? Did anybody grow up here? <clears throat> no. No. Did every, mo- was everyone's uh, first year weird? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I moved here I moved here in 2004 and it was before our, like smartphones. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know where anything was. We moved to North Hollywood. And I remember thinking Washington, Bellingham, Washington. And uh, I was excited. I was excited. And we got there and we didn't, there was no phone book in the apartment. And I was like, I don't even know how to get a phone book. So we were like, well, let's just drive down this road until we find a grocery store and we'll see if they have phone books. Cause sometimes they have them out front. And it was like, we had this, we had, had to slowly piece together what this town was starting from have, there. Did you have the Thomas guide with like, yeah. oh, that was oh, the yeah. worst. You'd like I open know. it. And then there was like, you're like, wait, there's like a little Santa Monica and a big Santa Monica. Uh, and like, there's the Thomas two- guide. Well, I wanted whoever gave me it. I wanted to beat them with it. <laughs> no, it was punishment. It was, when I, because I pretty quickly started doing children's birthday parties and you have to drive all. Oh, and not even just Los Angeles, like, you know, like Diamond Bar and shit. And what did you do at the, at the children's birthday party? Just dress up like Spider-Man or he, you know, whatever they, the, the little shits wanted, Batman. And then I'd do tricks and play games and stuff. But um, it was a total nightmare and I did it forever. Hot. But, That's really but, hot. Thank you. Hot. Oh, thank you. And, uh, Such a steamy beginning for you, Gareth. I it's didn't a know hot this. start. I mean, hot. Look, it's a I hot start. I cool. I you started I coming in hot. You're rushing over these tricks, by the way. Well, I think, <laughs> I think because tricks I'm using very loosely, you would not be impressed with these. Pratfalls, things like what that. Kind of a, what was your best like trick? Cartwheels and stuff. The best silly trick. Spring. The best trick was how to make myself not smell like cigarettes or weed by the time I started doing the party. Oh, that was not- became the very ta-da. Uh, I would do the coloring book one, you know, where which I remember as a child being like, holy shit. But where, you know, you'd have the pictures and then they you'd color them in and then you'd, they'd disappear. And I had that trick. And then I had one with a, a coin, you know, like a little coin with some trap door. I mean, it was, it was dog shit. It was like <laughs> it was low rent. Shit. It really was dog shit. It was like the amount of times <laughs> when I was just kind of figuring ways to get out of disappointed looks. Like was just, you know, I was like, all right, we got to move on because this kid is, is piecing together that this is not a great service. Um, so you were like Spider-Man who was also a magician. Magic, yeah, there magic. are so many holes to poke. Uh, yes, uh, this yes. Spider-Man was also, I guess, had a, ho- a side hobby of magic. And, uh, He's got all those hands. Shooting He's got all those web, legs. Shooting web, not enough. Also was like, where's the foam ball? All, all superheroes secretly just want to be at the magic castle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how most magicians start, is the yeah. superheroes. Yeah, fighting. They're fighting crime regularly, and then they Covering get up their tight five. Up. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're driving all over with your with your Thomas guide and your. Well, I wouldn't use it. I would instead what I would do because my sense of direction is like like I, I mean I would die without help. You know what I mean? Like I have no sense of direction. Same, same here. Yeah, yeah. So so I uh, I would go to MapQuest. Yeah, print those out. Well, I but I was cheap enough. This is what blows my mind all the time. I was so cheap that I wouldn't print them because I was like, well, I don't want to waste the ink. So wow. what I would do is I would write the directions down, but I wouldn't put the miles ever. Right. So there were times where I would right. be like, where the fuck am I? You know, like right. looking 16 miles for a road. Right. Um, but I did all that in lieu of the stupid Thomas guide, which one of my boss was like, no, it's really easy. You just got to go to L7 and then go to this yeah. quad. Yeah. And I was like, buddy, this is not happening with me. Did you guys make any friend errors year one? Right. That's what I've been trying to think of. If I ended up in, in, I don't know. Did you, what's your gynecology table? (laughs) (laughs) You ever show up to a guy's house and he's going to give you a vasectomy or something? (laughs) (laughs) I make those mistakes now. I think the first year I was, I just lived with a girlfriend and we didn't go out much. Yeah. I think I made it real safe. Okay. My my first year, I I worked in a tire shop as well. I, I had a friend who could hook me up with jobs occasionally as a logger on reality shows, but I mainly worked at a tire shop. And I hung out with this kid who was like an actor and a musician and a dancer, and like grew up in the LA art scene. And then uh, I was just sort of got to meet a person, and then watch their life slowly fall apart and try to wrap me into it and it was like oh whoa i just i just met you buddy right. i can't go on this whole journey with you he would right you're oh, my co-worker would, at a tire stop yeah, yeah. <laughs> i want to earn my own spiral <laughs> yeah, thank you <laughs> he would like he would call me at weird times and be like hey can i come over to your your, your place i'm i'm in your neighborhood and i was oh, like oh no um what um you know it's kind of later where he goes yeah i just i need to like charge my phone for a minute and i was like no what? What you? so many red flags yeah oh right i was just like dude you, I, I, I like you greg but what, what are we doing here <laughs> i can't yeah. i can't ever you can't know where i live that, that's a that's a never no sorry buddy and, uh, i think i'm all in trouble because you said his name <laughs> Yeah, thanks for nothing, Paul. Yeah, Greg, Greg's after all of us now. Yeah, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna live under his floorboards by May, Paul. If if he's still following me at this point, guys, I think he could have he could attract. Yeah, I think you're safe. I really do. I don't. Do you want to give he, a shout out to the tire place, maybe to just get a little business going that way? Yeah, some tire time. Uh, it's I still get my tires done at the uh, America's Tire on Colorado in Pasadena. Oh wow. Okay. That's, must what if the nice? Greg you were talking about was just Greg Barris? <laughs> <laughs> His dance career took off. I can't shake this guy, you know? Hey, He's shit. everywhere I go. Hiding with Jessica. <laughs> it was like kind of a coincidence, right, Greg? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I can't believe I don't have any stories about being in oh. weird situations when I moved here. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely found many weird, I, I sort of like Maggie had a lot of friends who were out here at a camp coming out at the same time, but still definitely, you know, rubbed elbows with psychopaths. And I was like, Oh, cool, man, for sure. I'll take a cigarette. And then it was like, Oh God, why did I invite this into my world? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. 
it took a while. It took oh, a minute completely. to like just to figure out how to. It took me like I I'd lived a bunch of places, but I felt like it took a while to figure out how to feel like myself on a regular basis out here. Yeah, I and you hit on. I never really like. I guess hung out with unsavories or whatever my first year, but like our entire living situation, like we signed an illegal sublease and ended up getting evicted. Like we got evicted. The person we were subleasing from got evicted. It was like a whole big mess. Cause like the roommate that signed the sublease, he was like, I don't think that the, that the owners give a shit. I was like, what do the owners say about this whole sublease? He's like, I don't think they give a shit, but like, yeah, they gave quite a grand shit about <laughs> three dogs in the house. They were like, absolutely not. Like, who would have never let that happen? So it just was a big mess. And uh, like, we had a lease, but they were like, yeah, she's not supposed to do this. And so. That, that feels like year one in L.A. That feels like, yes. that feels like about, yeah. that's how you yeah. land here. Yeah. Like, that's what I hear is like, everyone's first year is always like really bad and if you can get over it then it's fine you know how about weirdest stand-up show you ever did early on here (laughs) Mm, that's good i mean the very first show i did here was in lucy's laundromat (laughs) yes i mean people just laundry no audience howard kramer brought me there Uh, and i first saw like karen kilgariff and cj arabia and those people and you were in front of a bathroom and I couldn't believe I just didn't I wasn't expecting that I didn't know that people would just do stand up in a laundromat <laughs> when was it that made me want to go home I was scared after that mm-hmm. when was- <laughs> what's that when was that uh 2003 yeah yeah. I had a memory recently of Maggie Arf of me and Lisa Delarios in New York. We got a we got a we did stand up. They paid us, which was exciting, but it was at a dog track in some like <laughs> kind of far away. I think New Jersey somewhere, but it was chariot racing dog track. What? <laughs> Is that safer? It's more exciting for me. It was Nerds a, with a lot of time on their hands. It was They're chariot, like, let's do chariots and let's take it even further. It was yeah. chariot, like, greyhound racing. Yeah. Oh, my Lisa, God. Lisa also, like, worked at the ASPCA. Like, Lisa is like, an so animal bitch. lover. Yeah. So we, we were doing – and I remember – I was headlining and Lisa opened, I, it was like, there was no stage. It was just in, the, it was on like a rainy Tuesday, just in between slot machines at this casino that was attached to a chariot racing dog track. <laughs> <laughs> we call this the Coliseum. <laughs> and I, I remember I had to do like 45 minutes. 45! That's one of those ones where like, you, there, there are like, there's like, gray area for a while where headlining is bullshit yeah when you're like i don't want to be the headliner no. i go longest last it sucks yeah that was <laughs> a long 45 minutes but i just i'd forgotten oh. about that and lisa lisa you know it like came from the depths of hell in the back of her brain she reminded me the other day <laughs> of like driving uh, and that it was chariot dog chariot racing which that, was dog, that yeah. is 
Yeah, I, I did not know that still existed. <laughs> we love Rome. <laughs> we, but we don't want to pay for horses. But uh, horses are super expensive, it turns They're so, so big. Uh, <laughs> Who gets it? Like, is there a person in the little yeah, chariot? I, I hope want. not. Please let it be a tiny, empty chariot. It's got to uh, be a tiny, empty or, chariot. I mean, if we're going to be cruel to animals, which I'm not for, but let it be a little monkey then. Let him be yeah, okay. we're a squirrel. <laughs> I got something cute. Water ski. As long as it's oh. adorable, I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I got hot. All of that I, sounds bad, but yeah, anytime a monkey is riding on a dog, I kind of let it all fly out the window. Yeah, that's when so you're like, they've, my wiring, they've rewired my brain to think yeah. that you're okay. If how, I, how, yes. They both like it, right? Yeah. They, it so consensual. It was consensual. Yeah. Every time a monkey's riding a dog, I know things have worked out exactly as I dreamed they would. This I know. is God's yeah. vision. Finally, yeah. all my, yes. <laughs> my vision boards have all come true. It's all monkeys on dogs. Yeah. I, I talking about this. evolution. I manifested I this. secreted this. <laughs> Arden, you're not going to take that. That's your vision board. It's just an adorable <laughs> rodeo. Yeah. It's just monkeys. I love it. Monkeys on dogs with <laughs> <and laughs> <the> cowboy hats. <laughs> Even if it's Rome, fuck it. Let's have fun. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's Mon- have fun. They toss the helmets off. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we're not sure why. <laughs> and I just only have like little fez hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing, I don't know if it was a documentary or a show, but some guy had trained his dog, his cat to ride on the back of his dog. And on the cat, I'm not making this up, was a mouse. Yeah. Oh. So I'm here for that. I love that. Probably balance. Even the mouse was like, okay, I got to stay still. I love so that. It was adorable and. Because I like animals and I like that they were cooperating or whatever. But this guy was an abusive animal trainer. That's the thing. No, he's yelling at a mouse. I you don't yell at that. a mouse. Don't yell at a mouse. What does the mouse yeah, do to you? Yeah. It's a mouse. It, it lost out. Like in the big, look, we all fly into the world. We could be in any creature. And that thing lost. It is a mouse. He's getting yelled at by some tyrant, making him ride again. <laughs> you got the easiest job out of the trio, you fucking mouse. <laughs> You're top of the Wear a tiny little top hat. You're huh? top of the pyramid. Yeah. You don't see cat fucking its job up, do you, Mouse? No, you don't see a cat fucking its job. Up. Not on my watch. Yeah, cats, they, they just inherently know how to balance, but the mouse would really have to try hard. Sure, yeah. that poor little mouse. That's Yeah. You try walking on top of two things. I'm going to look for it. You. You, not easy. You guys probably think I made that up. No, I need you to way. screen share, please. I manifested in my, uh, with Is my. Is that your vision board? The yeah. artist's way book. <laughs> Did you do a really long, thin vision board, which was three steps, just, just mouse, cat, dog, mouse, cat, dog, mouse, cat, dog. A mouse, cat, dog. vision scroll. A vision strip. Yes. Vision it's strip. Like Hollywood's going to work. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. That- you know, I worked on a show once where they had a chimpanzee. Okay. At, on a terrible show, awful nightmare shit. I was literally getting drunk towards the end and nobody cared. But I, <laughs> I did resent that the monkey had a parking spot. And- okay. Oh, it was a regular. It was a regular. Wow. It, it was had, had a few days. It had a few days on this. Was it elf show. or what? what the it- animal? No, I, I animal. Was it the one with Bobby Lee? No, this this show was the lowest. You won't even know it. It's the lowest rated show. It's tied for the lowest rated show in Fox's premiere history. 
It was this dumb show <laughs> called Slideshow. It was ridiculous. It was it was absolute dog shit. But oh man, I, I fucking love Slideshow, dude. No, no, no. no <laughs> it's so obscure oh, that you can't even play that card. I got a Slideshow T-shirt, bro. Why did you Why did you leave the Slideshow? Uh, the Slideshow left me uh, and all of us uh, very shortly after this first episode. But when okay. I was talking to the monkey trainer. Okay. I go, because I was like, I resented it. I didn't sure. like that the monkey was there. Sure. And I go, what do you what do you feed him? And he goes, he loves Johnny Jolly Ranches. Give him some McDonald's. And I was like, I shouldn't have fucking <laughs> talked to this guy. That's how you do it. No. I was like, what? Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranch. I was like, that's He likes old. fun dip. Fun yeah, dip. Yeah. Taffy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he likes the long Big League like Chew. Char- Charleston Chew. Big yeah. League Chew. All the juice. <laughs> they they <laughs> confuse him. He likes to eat. Anything likes- you're not supposed to eat as a kid with braces. He yeah, loves, loves it. That. He's Laffy a great on his diet. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Rocks. Coca-Cola. Mentos. Diet Coke. All at once. He loves it. You kill this monkey. We're trying to turn the monkey into a rocket monkey. Some monkeys, I've worked with monkeys before, and I got all excited. Obviously, I want to hug the monkey. You put yeah. it, you put an animal in a diaper, put it near me, that's that's my real yeah. vision board. An animal oh, yeah. in a diaper, chef's kiss. Yeah. I wanted to get my hands on that monkey, and they were like, young lady, <laughs> he's going to rip your eyes out. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, not my monkey in my diaper. No, we have like, we've got a connection. Not on my watch. I'm going to get my hands on that diaper monkey. I work with and the they were like, no, ma'am. friends and they, and I was like, well, he's like a famous monkey. He's been around people. Yeah. And I, I tried to give him my finger because he wanted to grab something and he tried to bite my finger. That's and then the guy said, oh, I think he said he'd peel my face off. He said something very good. Yeah. You know what? Uh, little friends one? Even the little bitty friends, Maurice? Yeah. Oh, all yeah. of them. All of them. I have a friend. For three days. We had a great, I thought he, by the end, he liked me. He would get on my shoulder and not try and bite. But uh, mm-hmm. he was, he was used to, he grew up around people on sets. And Still he wanted yeah. to rip your face off. Yeah, yeah but it was Matthew Perry. So did Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's yelling at anyone that was non-union. Get out of my eye line. Get out of my eye line. Yeah, don't move yeah. the light or don't move the light. Leave the light or don't leave the light. Oh, I got to listen to that again. I like oh, part okay. two about the masks. I, he seems really fun. I love that <laughs> so one. chill. I, I also love Reese Witherspoon drunk. Do you know who I am when her husband's arrested for drunk driving? Oh, uh, no. yeah. what? Oh, Oh, excuse me. Her husband got arrested for drunk driving. This sounds good. I didn't know this existed. He's he. Her husband was like, it's like a partner. (laughs) Cut this out. No, it's live. (laughs) 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 Apparently, is this Ryan Felipe? Um, Uh, um, no. This was. Isn't he like? I think he's like a William Morris. Like, oh, okay. And uh, and it. It was, uh, he, he got pulled over for drinking. I don't know if he was like fully arrested, but they were giving him like a breathalyzer or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. she's, she's had a couple of Chardonnays and I see her and this like starts immediately screaming. Down. You can watch this video. Don't you know who I am? I love it. <laughs> I am going to watch it. I just love it. You're like, whoa, that's amazing. Like that's exciting. Uh, like feisty. Like, yes. Here for yeah. it. Yeah. Here for Does it. she start quoting Legally Blonde? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I actually and, know a thing or two snap. about the law, sir. 
Yeah. Sir, in closing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like her. Have you? I like the election. I I oh, always like her. Tracy Flick. Tracy yeah. Flick is. She was yeah. so good in election. Yeah, she's amazing in it. Matthew Broderick and the the woman who played the wife of his friend that he then starts having an affair with. Um, that I don't. She has a small part, but like every person, but Chris Klein was great in that. He's yeah, like, I well, I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's just my big penis. Like, like yeah. and the sister that hates them. That's like in love. I, I just, I just, that movie's so good. Yeah. And it made me forever like her. Me yeah. too. Me too. You know, she's really good at playing unlikable characters that you yeah. can recognize are unlikable. Yeah. But you yeah. still kind of yeah, like, true. like, you know, Pretty too. Little Fires Everywhere, whatever it's called. Oh, Pretty, li- pretty Little Lies. Or so there's Pretty Big Little Lies and then Little Fires pretty- Everywhere. Little Fires Definitely. Everywhere. Yeah. She was so, like, I was impressed by how unlikable she made herself. She's so it, good. It was so impressive. Like, she was- I think she was one of the first women also, like, she started producing her own stuff. Like, she and Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. like, they started making their own. Like, I think they realized early on that they had to. Yeah. Which is so yeah. cool. It's smart because you really want to be making, you want to make movies to be seen how you want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sandy Bullock also, she got right there. And the, yeah, she's also one of the big bosses in town that always, she produces her own shit now. Paul, and you only so produce cool. your own movies. Is that true? Um, actually, I've, I'm branching out. I'm, I'm giving yeah. my name to some independent things right now just to right. help, you know, right. <laughs> help the next generation, yeah, Gareth. that's nice. That's nice. You have to. One must. You have to. You have to. <laughs> I, was, I was just remembering, Arden, my weirdest early show. It was, I started doing shows at the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood because it was right by where I moved. Okay. And um, it was a very wild crew there in the mid 2000s. And uh, there was a guy there who was also a porn actor who yep. would come to the open mics. Love it. And he, he rode a motorcycle. He was the most tan person I've ever met. Really nice guy. Not Garrett funny at all. Garrett. By the way, <laughs> I mean, uh, come on. I mean, are Dude, we all here? Me? He's right here. Yeah. He's right here. You could say the name, Paul. So Garrett, tan. You still I know him anywhere. Uh, yeah, let's just say I still ride a hog. (laughs) (laughs) If you're, if you're starting, if you're trying to become a comedian and you already own a motorcycle, your odds go way down. It's very hard, I think, (laughs) to overcome owning a motorcycle. Uh, One of my first shows was with him and a bunch of his friends from the biz came to it. Yeah. And I remember I had already felt like, oh, man, I'm such a hayseed. I barely belong. I could barely belong existing in this town to begin with. And then these people with uh, a life uh, that has been, you know, it's it's a tough business. It's a tough business yeah. here, in, uh, here in the Valley. And uh, I <laughs> remember feeling like, how can I make uh, oh. these people? How are they going to? Oh, I shut down bad. It was probably the worst setup I've ever had in my life. <laughs> well, that's Bombing. a hard adjustment. That's a hard adjustment. That's like that's like having to do your set in the middle of a gynecology table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling jokes too. Okay, gals, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> that's hard. That's hard. It is when you realize when you're the wrong person for the job. You know, what I mean? when you were like adding uh, it up, and you're like, they're gonna 
hate me. Well, also, yeah, like, like the amount of times where I'm like, no. I'm a dead man walking. This is already, yeah. the fate's yeah. already decided. I yes. just need to get to the other side for the paycheck. Yes. Yeah, I've had that happen. I mean, Me that too. used to be kids' birthday parties, and then that did become stand-up eventually, where I'd be like, all right, just <laughs> fight through this bullshit. Yeah, it's yeah. a terrible <laughs> feeling. Uh, yeah. Anytime you, you get there and you hear a band warming up, you're like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Oh, no. I don't care if I'm going before or after then, but oh, no. Hey, uh, we're going to keep the game on just because most people want to watch that. Awesome. Good, thanks. Oh. Thank you. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first show I did, I started doing sketch and we, we started doing shows at this place called the next stage on La Brea, which is like above a, a liquor store and like a weird oh, yeah. bakery. Yeah. And, um, we were like looking for theaters and that one was like the only one that was free. And the guy was like, he was weird as shit, but we were like, okay. And he, he kind of was like, he, I think at one point told me, like, he was like, I wrote The Phantom Menace, like the Star Wars movie. And I was like, all right. You know, and in my head, I was like, clocked it as like totally mental, but was like, whatever. Yeah. He's giving us the stage and everything. And then awesome. we ended up, yeah. And then we ended up uh, getting a slot at the Improv Olympic. And so when we told him, and that like, I mean, this talk about a rite of passage that Andy Dick was producing our show. Yeah. <laughs> he starts yeah. going... I signed you guys to a two-year deal for a reason. Yep. And we were just kind of like, wait, what? Tell you. And like, we were like, we didn't, like, you don't sign overalls with theaters above liquor stores. <laughs> and, uh, I got and, a deal. Yeah, <laughs> close the big two-year deal with the next stage. And then we kind of <laughs> just had to wiggle our way out of it. But he was totally like going like, well, maybe if Andy were to give me some money. And we were just like, holy oh. shit. I mean, he was just bonkers. I did a show at Improv Olympic, and I remember feeling something slimy and greasy slide into my hand oh, on, sta on stage, and it was not from somebody that was uh, I was on stage with, and I looked down, and a piece of fried chicken had been placed in my hand by Andy <laughs> Dick, who was not performing that night. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. No, thank you. <laughs> that was just a visceral memory. That's what I we call Andy the chicken dick. Chicken dick. Chicken dick. Chicken dick. He did the old chicken dick, the classic chicken dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. One night at the Coronet, he came in with his son, who was... <laughs> this will morph young. into all Andy Dick stories, so... <laughs> Which is, by the way, a great show. Yeah. Yes. And he, he was drunk, and there was these guys at a table that were really tough and scary looking, like they were in some sort of a gang or something. I don't, they, and they just recognized him from just shoot me. I think was that the show he's on or what? Uh, news, news radio. radio. News radio. And they were saying news radio to him over and over. And then, so they wanted a picture. One of the guys had a camera and they were about to take the picture. And he turned to the scariest looking guy ever and open mouth kissed him. Cause he thought it'd be funny. <laughs> And that guy started, they both started like punching him and he, oh. he ran out the back and one of the guys went out front and they like kind of beat him up and he's oh. there and his son was like, dad. And then he came in, his glasses were crooked and he didn't know, like, why did those guys start punching me? And his son was like, well, you can't just kiss uh, the uh, guy to be, I know it's funny, but 
And the guy, his son was a kid. Yeah. It was the most traumatic. Andy's son? It was Andy's son? Yeah. Yeah, Lincoln, yeah. yeah. He was Aww. like a teenager. Maybe he's older now. I think he still does stand-up. He's, yeah, he's the stand-up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's Aww. funny. I've never seen. Uh, and I felt bad for him because he didn't even know what he had done wrong. He was so out of it. Right. Like, he maybe doesn't know he slid that chicken wing in your hand is my point. Right. <laughs> He just realized he had chicken and you had none. And how unfair was that for you? Yeah. So not, not to take away the magic for you, though, Arden. That's yeah. still, I think. Yeah. Is, Thank oh, you so time. much. So yeah. much. Yeah. It was such a, you know what? It was a what? I felt so blessed. Too blessed to stress. So Two blessed. business cards and a chicken wing. Yeah. Where, is the, where is the chicken is it behind you there in the uh i bronzed it i do i have like yeah. a it's like a pendant i've got like oh, a pendant right. of a of an old people often don't know what it is but i i do know that it's a bronzed old chicken wing That's fried awesome. chicken wing from andy dick slid into wow. my wow Slid like sliding yeah. in, like slid <laughs> in. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, is it like a fist situation that he slid I in the like, middle? I feel like my hands. So if I was standing, yeah, you must have, yeah. I feel like there was like a full. Like I feel like this would be like NC seventeen. If I like, I feel like it's like a full like slide. I was. Yeah. I feel uh, like I had a slight yeah. cup of my hand happening. Must have. I was presenting. I I was presenting and he slid in. Yes. He was there, beautiful mind style, looking at the shape of your hand and looking at his chicken wing, going, Oh my God, (laughs) this fills the exact same space as that. And he was like, I fucking have to. Why was he why was he in the audience? Do you know what I mean? Like he was a lot of questions. He's not the center of attention. When we were at Bridgetown, he was in every audience heckling every show. I don't right. even being on any show. Right. He was just heckling the show. And then someone saw him running naked and a cab driver was chasing him. And that was the only show we got. Must have I done mean... a picture. Down the main street. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, mean, I hate to talk so much smack about Andy, but. I mean, look, I, 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 I salute. I've never had an experience like that before or since. And I salute him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got me out of that Star Wars deal, so I appreciate it. Yes, I mean he really did. That was. So I signed a two-year overall with a Star Wars uh, theater above a liquor. Have you ever googled like uh, IMDb the Phantom Menace? Maybe that. Yeah. Kind of did, did you ever look uh, it up? Did you I, blow at, it? No. At some point, we were <laughs> definitely we got like. Uh, confirmation that he was not involved at all his his version of how he was involved in it too was like i mean i basically came up with the story and we were like Um, this is like you're pushing it say like you did a voice there are people in this town that will say like i remember i was i'd written like a script and somebody like a friend offered to read it and then they gave me like one or two notes and they're like you can have that for free you don't need to give me credit and i'm thinking First of all, I'm not gonna probably not gonna take like yeah I wasn't gonna yeah. like put your name uh, like written by the two of us <laughs> like, you're yeah. gonna, like <laughs> I've been working on this for like seven months you give me like one tweak uh, I I'll just won't take your tweak that's fine I can live without this tweak like it's, yeah. it's weird that stuff is weird people oh, like yeah. easy tweak to turn down yeah nope. I'm gonna pa- I'm gonna do a pass <laughs> on that one yeah. I, when I first moved here, I had another comic at an open mic ask me if I wanted to write jokes for him. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would I write jokes for you? You're, You're here. 
here, you know, yeah. you just paid five dollars to perform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not gonna write jokes for you. Uh, Good God, amazing. But but those, I do think, like, you know, it's very, it's almost like the people who complain, like at the airport, like they're annoying as fuck, but they get more, like they get yeah. more quicker because they're a squeaky wheel. And yeah. so I know a number of people who I was like, this guy is just out of his mind who are now like booking shows and yeah. like, you know, our work, you know, so I don't know. There are times I where know. I feel jealous about people who can just fucking lie. Yeah. 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 Like it seems pretty effective in ways. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of those scruples, Gareth. I've always yeah, told Gareth. you. Those I'm scruples sh- are holding you back. Those scruples are holding you back. I'm going to give you guys co-writing credit for those notes. <laughs> you can have that for free. That one's for that really? one's for free. Arden. Yes, that's for free. <laughs> It's kind of like a now that it's become sort of like a mentor situation, Gareth. I mean, I wouldn't want to say it's influenced all of the work you'll put out from here on. Yeah. Out, but a lot of it. A lot of it. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk numbers later. No, but we don't need to get into that. Yeah, I, I would. I'll pay you to write jokes for you, Paul. Just say the word. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That's an amazing thing to say at a fucking open book. I, I mean, was like, the, the sun's up, buddy. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> have you already had you already gone up, or was he just like, he looks good? He looks talented. <laughs> I, uh, I think it was because back when I first started, I used to write longhand, type out everything that I would say exactly on just regular, like, you know, computer paper. And it was like, well, this guy, I, he's writing stuff at least. Right. And, uh, <laughs> After a year, I was like, "What am I doing? What am I doing? What, what, what am I doing? Why am I writing?" I used to, I used to write all my jokes in a Thomas guy. L <laughs> thirty. Where am I going with this? L thirty eight. That's maybe a good, so actually, mnemonic device. Alphabetize the jokes. Put them in the right grid system. Oh God, Maggie, how do it. you write your jokes? Mm, I used to do longhand just write everything out but now it's like i just write the different punchlines that i think are going to happen and i just figure that i'm going to be able to get from one to another yeah yeah keep it light that makes sense yeah i'll I'll like keep doing it and keep honing it and like it's it's like a, a kind of shorthand that i have with myself that's good yeah i think you're so funny oh thank you it's it's it, the acting part of stand up comedy is so weird that you get into joke around and you like joking around, but like remembering word perfect, the expression and the you know the George Carlin style of stand up. That's that's just a whole other weird level of of doing. It. Arden, how do you uh, write your jokes out? I found the thing that helped me the most. I think because I started doing improv, that I do. I'll. A lot of the way I would add things in, particularly if I was headlining, I, if I was like putting in a new, that was sort of a safe place to sandwich in, to sandwich in jokes, because I knew I could at least win them in the beginning and hopefully get them back at the end. So like in the middle, you have some sort of safe territory to kind of yeah. like, and just, I found that I would have my idea, but I I tend to do better, like recording it like on the I do better 
riffing like in the moment like it's like even though i'll write i'll i'll shoot for i'll i'll shoot for the like what i think the punchlines are but if i can get rolling and recording it and then listen back i'll often have said things that i didn't plan on saying and then i'll add them in and then build from there and try that again the next time and then see like that sort of has that sort of Totally. I, I wish it was more official than that. Like I envy my friend. Our friend Lisa is very, she's very crafting it out word by word. And I, I've always envied that, but that's not how my brain works. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I, I, I think I, I started improv before doing stand up, and I still really like that. I think half of the fun is losing yourself a little bit and seeing what happens because stuff just happens you know you uh, things occur to you that you've never thought before when you sort of allow yourself some space to fuck around a bit and that's it's so fun oh god i miss stand-up guys (laughs) 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 it's funny i say i miss it but lately there's a lot of comics that are just on the road like i was watching that Greg Norman guys stand up and he's in a club that I probably would want to go to. And the whole audience is just drunk and heckling. And right away I'm like, Oh, I don't miss it. Uh I don't miss everyone has heckler videos that they're putting out. And I'm like, yeah, I'll wait another year. It'll definitely be one of those things where you'll be like, it's great to be, and then you'll hit a Saturday late show and be like, you know, fuck this. (laughs) Five shows is too many. Uh, I'll I'll do one show. It's true. It's that we've gone through the drought of no shows, but five or six shows a weekend, you are like, whoo! It's too many. A lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, that's gonna put you down for a couple days for real. After this, I don't. Oh my god! I know. I I don't know if you guys have found like just. I almost feel like we're all astronauts who are now having to prepare to re-enter like the atmosphere. Yes, like true, we've yeah. all been in our little pods and yeah. like the times when, I mean, it's been nice. I'm thankful for podcasts and stuff. Cause I feel like I have been able to spend time with people. But then when I see people in person, like, you know, in my yard or something, I feel weird after a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> have to, you like, invited retreat. those people over? Uh, no, they're just in my yard. That's why you feel yeah. weird. That's I what's see. weird about that. Yeah. But, I, but I felt like they made it in. I may as well be a good host. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. nice. They but, they had, but they had a dog and a cat and a mouse. I was like, look at that. He was so oh, angry. Hey. The guy was uh, so angry. I'm turning. I'm turning. It's everywhere. Yeah, it wasn't a documentary that I saw. He was in my yard. He's just so angry. <laughs> got to train mean, him somewhere, he says. I remember now. I feel like... That's the doc you, title. We're all... Do you fear... The world opening up. Is there any part of you that has social anxiety about like re-entering Earth? Definitely. Yeah. In what in what way? I have the last two people that I've spent time with personally, you know, distanced with masks on, all that stuff. Yeah. I've I have ended up apologizing at some point for talking too much. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. To, like, oh, a friend <laughs> that I used to have a good back and forth yeah. with. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna explode. <laughs> it feels like there's a lot of misunderstanding. Like you feel like you can't quite read social cues. Like yeah. everyone has their mask on, and then yeah, I it's all... feel like I've said something wrong. Like, like somebody's just. I've been like, I feel like I've been homeschooled for like wait, like yeah. decades. Like <laughs> just not quite sure how to interact with the other. Yeah. You're gonna be putting chicken wings in people's hands. Like Arden, what are you? <laughs> She's saying hello. She's saying hello to you. Giving you a gift. I want to give hello to you. You're included. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have learned that some of my friends are out of their fucking minds 
and yeah. that other friends of mine don't really want to be my friend oh. uh, in ways where I'm like, oh, I really have been trying to keep this up and mm-hmm. feel like it hasn't. So it's been really weird in that way. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. Interested to see who, what's going to happen. It's now. interesting. I don't know about you. I mean, I assume for all of us that the outer circle kind of got trimmed away yeah. like and like no more zoom parties or like just like they're really like and it's just interesting who the final it's almost like musical chairs <laughs> like who lasted who who made the pandemic cut or, of like or who is still, who's a close friend now that wasn't even that close of a friend before some other, other friends have risen to the surface yeah yeah always, always been there and i never realized yeah how great they were until now because they want, they were reaching out. So I, yeah, I've not had that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is, I think this this show has been for me really that experience of like we get together every week, and yep. it's it's very strange where it's like suddenly the group of people I see the most, the, yeah. the comedians I am hanging out with more, and and you know we we have as a group had performed together one time. Some of us had, you know, Gareth yeah. and I had only met once, and uh, uh, but it's been, it's, it's cool. It's, it's like a weird pen pally situation. I did. I was very grateful for my podcast through this, like that. You know, I, just in all of it, there was something just something silly like the bachelor or whatever but that i could like had to focus i write it all out like a maniac and then i got to sort of and getting to know it's fun to bring people on who i like i didn't know gareth before and gareth did it a bunch of times and like just bringing different people in it felt your wild your crazy notes are amazing by the way. <laughs> they're like game film it's full of beautiful, like, it's full, like, I would be arrested if somebody found, if I, like, got into a car accident and that was in my bag, they'd be like. Who's going to kill the bachelor? She's, she's dangerous. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting what is comforting, what has been comforting, and then it is interesting who has not risen to the cert, like, who, like, it's, you, it's not who you would guess would show up and it's not who you would guess would totally bail. Right. Yeah. I think it's I think it's weird. My my wife was talking to me about how uh, like there's been a bunch of sort of like YouTube influencer generation people that are committing suicide because of like the stress of this time and sort of like the isolation. And, you know, every I think everybody's sort of getting a little a few less clicks than they were. Things aren't as you know, people are kind of tired of watching stuff and engaging with everybody's social media things and it's sort of like that world is just gone and it's it's a total mind fuck but i think when we get back when you get back it's going to be three months later and that outer ring oh it's going to be a bunch of new weirdos it's going to be strange i just need to get andy dick back in the inner circle (laughs) (laughs) what about you maggie i'm so scared i'm going to be one of those weirdos in someone's outer ring because i live alone and so like the only interaction I have with people is over the computer, which is weird. Like I, like I just have let myself get weird. I talk to myself a lot. Like I talk to my dog. She has a little voice. I talk back. (laughs) Like it's like, I've always done my dog's voice for her, but it's to the point where I like, 
I'm like, I wonder if my neighbors can hear me loudly screaming in my dog's voice. <laughs> like we'll have little conversations and stuff and just like, it, it's, it, it's, it's strange. It's not, you know, but I'm very comfortable doing it also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, me it's like, I'm not going to stop. Are you too kidding? comfortable. I've become too comfortable at it. Yeah, I'm too. like, I am like, I've been living like uh, Martin Sheen in the beginning of Apocalypse Now for like six months. Yeah. So it's like at some point I'm like, there is no law. There's no God. It's just this. <laughs> Come get me. Yeah. Does your yeah. cat have a voice? Uh, yeah. I might. Well, first of all, my cat and I do actually talk where he'll be like, meow. And I'll be like, what's that? He'll be like, meow. So there's actual. So that's wow. not good. That's You're trying not- to make me seem like I'm more crazy in mine, but whatever. No, no, no. I've also <laughs> filmed But I understand that. the meows. Yeah. Okay, yes. What you don't sure. understand, Maggie, is I'm meowing back. <laughs> You're fine. I shower naked with my plants. Okay. <laughs> no matter what. You, I don't even have a pet. I talk to my cats. There's a lot. There's a few cat conversations happening. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Showering with your plants. <laughs> You're saving water. That's a that's great. I, I love, love it. That. It's amazing, <laughs> but you don't want to be caught. That's all. It's a good way to water them, and they like it. We've uh. all been allowed to get a little too feral. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We've all got <laughs> a little too feral. And- honestly, I'm cleaner than like I've stayed on top of all my. My teeth, my my brushing, my flossing, my bathing, my keeping the house clean. I'm yeah. on top of that more than ever. So that's I, good. I feel like I haven't in that way. I'm like I'm not getting more feral. I'm my shit's together. No, no one's here to see it, but <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it's it a for tree, me. I'm doing yeah, it a tree falling in the woods existence. Really? No, no. I I try. I I've definitely. I had. I think early on, I was like, well. I could either not fit in my pants at the end of this and be let's like just fucking keep it, just stay the course, Arden. You know what I mean? Like keep it <laughs> yeah. moving, well, keep it moving, clean your house, just just stay on point. But there is the mental feral of like a a, a little too to our the beat of our own drums, yes. our own schedules, not compromising, not having to like just. <laughs> Not having to go, no, I don't want Italian. I want Mexican. Like, like picking a rest. Like, just, we're not out in the world, like, yeah. negotiating yeah. with yeah. people. Yeah, I think I haven't compromised in, in a year. Yeah, Nobody, yeah. Like, no. And we all we all are coming to, like, this ra- these rational conclusions. We're all sort of maintaining in ways that make sense to us. And, and after a while, it sort of becomes, you know, truth. And then yeah. you get out there and you try to, share with someone else what you're doing and they're like what <laughs> why are you do what do you yeah. what do you mean and yeah. i'm like what don't, aren't you also like, engaged a in mouse similar- is riding a cat and it's riding a <laughs> cat, you idiot yeah i'm afraid of like people reaching out i had my first like obligation invitation. I think people there's because I've also been very cautious about COVID. I have been very safe. And there's been like the first kind of batch of like, oh, do you want to come do this terrible thing? Like, like that Mm -hmm. now people think they can just invite you to like, it's in July. And it's like, God, no, like, I wouldn't want to do that. Even if there was no virus, like just having to deal (laughs) with 
we all had an excuse for a year of like, yeah, I can't. I'm so sorry. I can't do that. But now excuse. I'm like, glad everything's getting better, but I'm going to miss my excuse. We all are. Look, yeah. it's Jose came to party. Oh, yeah. Jose came to party. He was like, were you talking to others? I thought that was just our thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tuxedo cat. Aww. He said, I heard my name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I need to give my it. account of the conversations we're having. <laughs> I'm going to put my saying meow like that. <laughs> Here's your... oh, that's how we said it went. That's not what happened. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Here's your legged like chicken, my lord. Let me slide it in your hand. I'm going to slide into those DMs like a chicken wing and a hang at the <laughs> Improv Olympic. Sit <laughs> <laughs> oh, on my. Tablet. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we before we get out of here, Arden, I wanted to talk about uh, your book, Little Miss Little Compton, a, a little bit more. This one, um, yes. Um, look at that! Look at that hot young gal! Look at Barb from Stranger Things right now. Fucking oh, wow. piece of ass! Wow. Excuse me. God, I'm getting tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm getting like a shag. Mm-hmm. Shag, taper it, taper it around. Taper it. Yes. Well, I'm getting bangs and everything. I'm gonna oh. look like a real. Yes. Get the oh, Amelie. Get the exciting. Amelie. Oh, get that. Get that early two thousands. That yes. Yeah, give yourself a little mm, baby bangs, baby bangs. Photos, and I'm doing it. Oh, that's great. Um, my book is really fun. Everybody should order it. It's really, I worked really hard on it, and it came out during a pandemic, which is just as I vision boarded it, just as I dreamed. <laughs> We're focused too much on those dog chariots. <laughs> I should have I should have put on it like able to go to a bookstore, able to do it like do you a reading. Know. You didn't know the year. I didn't get yeah. <laughs> I didn't get too specific. Yeah. yeah. So that was a buzzkill, but it's a really fun book. Um it's about my friend said my friend said it should be called Funning with Scissors. Like it's about a very quirky family. So it should be called Funning with Scissors, you know. Sort of a fucked up family, but also fun. And uh, you know, if you small town Hollywood dreams, getting to hang with Banya by twenty two. That's how you do it. Twenty two, you move from where? Where did you move from again? I moved, uh, I grew up in Little Compton, Rhode Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> it has a general store and no wow. stoplights. Yep. And we had That's an illiterate. Everyone always assumes, because I'm from Montana, I'm from a town that size, but it was disappointingly 70,000 people. Oh. Oh. Must be nice. Oh. Fan, you had stoplights. Oh, yeah, I did. plenty of stoplights. I mean, the, the one is Malfunction Junction, but okay. You, there, there is it pavement. Pay, well, we had dirt roads near at the end of my street. Yeah, wow, basically, my parents married on a dare. They lived in New York City. They were co-workers. They married for vacation time, and they stayed married till the end and moved to this oh. tiny seaside town to raise kids. And then it was my brother and I, and there was it was just madness. And Wait a minute. They, they got married on a dare at work? Like I did... 
for us they, to get vacation time, we should be married. They were out one New Year's Eve with their coworkers, like having cocktails. And some my dad figured out that you got two weeks vacation, but if you went on a honeymoon, you got an extra two weeks. So my but dad they had like kissed and stuff before. No, right? never, yes. never. This and is my wow. and my dad dared my mom to marry him, that they were going to fuck the man, like screw them over, uh, that they were going to uh, take four weeks vacation. My dad said he would pay for them to go down to like Central America and like South America for a month. And then that they were going to come back and get it annulled. It's and like then a my dateline set up. And then my mom, yeah. my they couldn't find a Bible to swear on, so they swore on a cookbook. And then my mom <laughs> called back the next. She's had a date with another guy that she went on, and like she's like, I made out with him all night because I knew that was gonna be the last. Man. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Anyway, so that she, so that she called him up and she said she would do it, but that she didn't want to get it annulled. And then six weeks later, she my her best friend's name was Arden, and she borrowed borrowed her wedding dress, and they got they had like a real wedding, and then they went on their like four week honeymoon, and then when it was time to have kids, my dad's like, "I live in New York City or Little Compton, Rhode Island," and my mom had never been there, but she didn't she wanted my brother and I to be able to. Um, who didn't exist yet, but she wanted her kids to be able to entertain themselves. She felt like city kids were overprogrammed. So true. So we, so we, it's the country. We just climbed trees, and you know, it was just there was no, there was no like after school anything. There was nothing, and uh, so that's so they moved there to have. Well, kids. they began. They eventually became romantic with each other. Is what I'm. I mean, I know yeah. they slept together before they got married. Like I feel that's like they so must have had crushes beautiful. on each other, and this is their weird yeah, roundabout yeah. way of being like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think question. there was like a flirtation, but okay, nothing. Okay. But they'd never kissed or anything. Wow, I mean, no, that's that's like P, PG intensity. You know, all yeah. all of the adult emotions, but through the, the PG filter. And that's, that's, that's hot. Yeah. I Me mean, personally, yeah. I respect that level of pranks. Yeah, like, I'm I a prankster I myself. I love doing pranks. Yeah. I would absolutely marry someone for a prank. And then to take it further and be like, let's stay married. Like, that's just like the they, 3D chess in terms of pranks. They yeah. stayed. Honestly, when that I. so funny. I didn't know that that they did not add up. Like I did not. Know. But again, when you're a kid, you're like, those are just my parents. That's just yeah. the deal. Yeah. Those are the two that like, like I, they, she was like Mary Poppins and he was not like, he was just a salty <laughs> as with many female comedians, salty dads make entertaining daughters. <laughs> yeah, tough guy, tough guy. And like, but I think I don't know. I think my mom had like a little twinkle in her eye for him. Like, I think he was like the bad boy at work, you know, like and but they I didn't know until my brother came home from college with his first girlfriend. And she was like, Janet, how did you and Willie fall in love? And she's like, oh, it was stupid. We married on a dare. My brother were like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And it also was like, OK, like that's where my book starts. It starts with that. And like and the, and the house was very much like wild, just wild. Like it was just Madness. I mean, it was fun, but it was also, you know, when you have two people that have married on a dare and yeah. do like the, like a field, like it was odd programming. 
that's how you get this. That's how I See, was made. You, you've already succeeded coming out of a weird quarantine into a successful career. So you're going to handle post-COVID times better than any of us. True. You've already oh. done this. I did. Well, I guess I mean from my town. Or from yeah, you already you are more or less isolated. Let's be real. That's this tiny true. Town. That's true. You know what? You're absolutely right. I have I have been very isolated in my life. And <laughs> here's my advice. Ready? Here's what I here's my theory. Here's my yes. theory of how you do this. And I don't want to be maudlin, so I'm not going to tell you why I know this. But I, I've, I've had a shock in my life that changed the game. And, um, and here's how I put my life back together. What, well, my mom died suddenly. So my mom, like, just died out of the blue. And so the way I did, like, not sick, totally fine, like, loved, just, just they found her. And so I will say when you have like a tear in the sky, which I sort of feel like the pandemic is for people, like it is sort of a tear in the sky, like you're going and then it's almost like play play tectonic shifting. You're like, wait, this is an option. I really started with like healthy risk of, okay, who's, who do I like? Who feels good? Like, I may not even know them that like, but who, your body knows, I think who you want to be with and who you don't want to be with and what activity feels fun and what doesn't feel fun. And so like you start with the small healthy risks and when you get like, and I sort of treated my calendar like my own best, like I guess Mary Poppins of like, okay, I know like if you have something that's going to be like a hard time, like plan something fun for something that's a little scary of like, all right, I know I have this to look forward to like July 15th or whatever, but picking the baby steps with people that, but everybody's allowed a little fun, but like little baby steps with the people that feel safe. Um, or even if like you don't want to go on tour and get heckled, but maybe you start your own little outdoor show or whatever, like that, like if you do want to do comedy, but is there a way to do it that like you can do it for that feels safe? That to me, that your body knows what it that's that's how I'm planning on doing it is yeah. like healthy risks and just like trusting and allowing yourself to cancel, but just trusting your gut of like what feels a little like, ooh, that's like a risk. Like, but okay, I'm gonna just like do it. All right, I'll try I'll throw it out there and some of it works and some of it doesn't, but throw the spaghetti at the wall. That's my theory. Yeah. I think that's a great theory. Yeah, it's a scary thing and a fun thing back to back. I like that. Planning yeah. balance. And grow where you're planted. Grow with the people that are working, even if it's people you don't know really well. It doesn't have, like, it's just like, I like them. I'm going to, like, you know, like, just the small, yeah. So that that's what, right. that's that's my that's my theory of how to climb out of our mole holes. It's just yeah. like, and then you can retreat to your mole hole, but, like, little expeditions. <laughs> little yes. expeditions yeah. You get to go back For to your mole food every hole. now and then, exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my theory. For food and sex every now and then, and then back to the mole hole. Back to the mole yeah. hole. Would just... you like to come back to my mole hole? <laughs> <laughs> that's my Even theory. when you're out of your house and you're describing it to somebody accidentally as an expedition, they're like, what are you doing? Why is this so hard? What you had to get prepared for this? You're the like, sun uh, burns. The sun burns. Not everybody's oh. wired like this, too. Like the people that, that are not wired, those aren't the people to make plans with. You need to find other mole people. The people who are like, what's the problem? Who've been inviting you to socially distance things like the whole time? Yeah. Like, or not even like Thanksgiving in their house. It's like, I'm not 
We're wired differently. Yeah. I'm not going to Thanksgiving. I'm not getting COVID to hang out with your aunt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we want different things. I mean, I'm get COVID. It's because I'm hanging out with my favorite people, not your right. aunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, just find your other mole people, have little expeditions, and then retreat. Uh, That's my theory. Start uh, small. Well, thanks for sharing that with us and with everybody yeah. in the green Zoom. Uh, thanks for joining us. Arden, Marine, thank you for thank joining you. us. Bye, thank you, Arden. Check out our book, Little, little Miss, Miss little, Compton. little Compton. That's it. Oh. oh, that's great. There you go. <laughs> awesome. There you go. There she is. There she is. There she is. That's cover. how you do it. Thank you. I had a little, it was a journey for this one. All right. Am I supposed to leave now? Well, I, don't, I don't know how this goes. I don't want to like keep it. It's okay. We'll do a soft out. They'll just okay. turn it off at some okay, point. Great. Is there Get an out. author's photo? Supp- um, there is an did author's you do photo. author headshot? Did you do a new headshot? I did. I did. I held a chicken. Oh, wow. Oh, great. oh, there's my author's photo. It. I'll show you the one thing that I made because I had to freaking launch this during a pandemic, which yes. again, as every author dreams, yeah. as every author dreams. Wait, hopefully. Hemingway did it that I remember um, A Farewell to Arms came out in, in I think, the first Zoom release. Yeah, yeah he had a lot yeah. of walls. So I made. So I made <laughs> All right, so there she is, and I recreated it. I made, I sent out, I made puzzles. I recreated my eighth grade photo with my cat mittens with thumbs. Oh God, oh. And I, it says "Meet the Authors," and it was Arden oh. and Mittens. And I sent this out with the book. This was oh. this what I did. Right. Zoom, my yeah, Zoom release. Did you Look at that! Look at the new picture. How'd you do those fake braces? I had them made. I that's paid. Amazing. I paid money from oh, a special effects so artist. Look at that. Look that at her. That is pretty Thirst good. Trap. Thirst yeah. trap. Yeah. Thirst trap for your spank yeah. bank, America. Yeah, I, I, Jose should not be looking at mittens right either. Exactly. How cute is it? Look how fun. Talk Adorable. about a grumpy. Look at that bummed out oh, hat. Yeah, right. How pissed. Look at her thumb. Very pissed. Thumb. Look at that little thumb's mitten. leaving the page. Ah, ah. Look Flipping at that mitten. There, there she goes. So that's, that's how I. Says, I'm going to pee in your shoe. Yeah. That's how you yeah. do it. That's, that's how you so do great. it. That's how you launch a book in a pando, you guys. And that's a puzzle? <laughs> it's a puzzle. I made puzzles. How many pieces? Oh, that's smart. It's 260 pieces. As, I felt like it should be challenging, but not. I felt like it should be a one-day thing. And by the way, yeah. I didn't think people were actually going to make them. Everybody made them. I would do that. You can have it. I have lots of leftover puzzles. Lots of puzzles. Lots of puzzles. You're welcome to have a puzzle. Yeah. It's actually hard because there's a lot of blue. But um, oh, the mittens, yeah. The, yeah, the mittens part is fun. That was uh, Robin Von Swank took that. She's yeah, a I, genius. It looked like she's amazing. She knows what's up. She knows she what's up. She knew when I was like, I need to recreate this. She was like, hell yeah, you do. Obviously, <laughs> you need to recreate that. That's a, of course. Why Let's would do that anyway? You? I know. Now, yeah, write the book for the picture. You know, no. that picture is just, you got to put it out. This one. I mean, this. what I like, it's so like, she knows she looks good. She's feeling <laughs> caught. She knows she looks oh, good. Yeah. The, Demogorg- the Demogorgon is coming for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this point. is... Fifth grade, probably fifth or sixth. She's feeling herself. Yeah. When you got it, 
You know, you got yeah. it. When you got it, you got it. Listen to your body. <laughs> you got to listen to your body. She was like, I got it. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I got it. That's how you do it. All right. All right. Thanks for thanks. having me, you thanks, guys. Thanks, Arden. Thank you, Good Arden. You. Thank you. Good luck Bye. with your bull hole. All right, I'm soft, <laughs> soft, soft fades is black. <laughs> I love Arden. So funny. Uh, So glad to have her on the show. Thanks for joining us in the green zoom this week. It's been a great time. Once again, special thanks to Arden Marine for coming through. Check out her new book, Little Miss Little Compton. And if you are a The Bachelor fan, you need to be following and listening to her podcast on iHeartRadio. Will you accept this rose? I'm already watching Insatiable on Netflix, so that one's easy for me. But check out Arden Marine. She's fantastic. Follow her on social media. We're going to tag her in all of our things. And if you want to know what's going on more with some of the In the Green Zoom cast members, find out about our other stand-up show dates and what else we got going on, follow In the Green Zoom on Twitter and Instagram at In the Green Zoom. We've got another live Avail Comedy stand-up comedy night presented and put together by the crew over at Nightlight. We're going to be doing that on April 18th. Check that out if you want tickets or uh, spend a little more. Get an exclusive after Green Zoom hang where we don't broadcast those, but you get to join us as we shoot the shit after the hilarious show that you've already enjoyed. They're always fun. You want to join but also keep your, your video off? I get that. I respect that. I want you to have your your fun your way. That's no problem for me. Hey, do me a solid. Drop on over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and give it a rating, give it a review, subscribe to it, recommend it to a friend. You know you got a friend that would love it. Of course you do. Let them know that it's out there. Bring them in the family. We'd love to have them around. We would do a live recording of every In the Green Zoom, Tuesdays at 7 on Nightlight's YouTube page. We tweet out the link. It's really fun. A lot of fun in the chat. We have a lot of people that come every week and just really have a great time with it. And we'd love to have you there. Special shout out and thanks to everybody that makes the In the Green Zoom podcast happen. Jessica Kelly produces the whole thing. Brian Granillo producing the podcast for us. And the theme song is done by Jordan Katz and Kenny Siegel. And I love it. It's such, it's so beautiful. Um, as Speaking of beautiful, the In the Green Zoom artwork done by Luke McGarry. I love Luke. His stuff is fantastic. Check him out on his Instagram. He's always putting out new pieces and he's got a lot of great merch. Check that out. Uh, much love again to everybody at Nightlight for letting us, <laughs> letting us grow the show in all the cool ways that we've been able to and uh, producing the live stream and everything in between. We really appreciate it. I've been Paul Danke. Why do I always do that? I will continue to be Paul Danke every single week, and I look forward to seeing you back here in the Green Zone.